Welcome back to another episode of Another Mother Podcast, a safe place for blended families to unravel the blended chaos and share lessons learned, the good, the bad, and the high conflict. I'm your host, Dana. I've been a struggling and confused stepmom for over eight years now, and I'm finally feeling like I'm starting to find my groove while flailing and failing along the way. Now let's grab a drink and talk some shit. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I'm so excited to be back after this Christmas holiday insane break uh, that we had. I hope everybody had an amazing Christmas. I know we did um, what I thought was going to be just like a super chill, like non-materialistic Christmas because that's kind of like what I went for this year. Um, I can't, I seriously can't believe just how much um, our family got spoiled. My kids got insanely spoiled by um, their extended family. And I mean, we did too. It was just an absolutely insane. Um, I kind of went with more of like an experience thing for most people this year, which I think some people kind of roll their eyes a little bit to that. But I just find like there's so many people in my life that can literally have whatever they want whenever they want and can go buy the best of the best. And I just feel like a lot of those people aren't taking the time to just like take care of themselves and maybe go do something fun or something relaxing or just something for them. So I kind of opted into that. Um, not sure everybody was a fan of it, but stay tuned. Hopefully they will enjoy it once they have the (laughs) opportunity to use it. So I'm being a little vague. I got my mother-in-law, um, again, that she can have probably whatever she wants. Um, and have it at the drop of a hat. Um, but the one thing she is very selfless, she is always doing things for other people. She's always doing things for, you know, the home and her husband and things like that. And so the one thing she's not usually doing is just pampering herself. So this year, instead of getting her something off of her list that I know she just probably had something break earlier in the year and thought maybe that's something I can give as a a gift idea. Um, I gave her a spa certificate, a hundred dollars. Um, I found this cute little spa that's in the town near hers and, um, they've won awards. They do so well. And, you know, I was like looking into what she can get. And honestly, if I were her, I would get the relaxing facial that they have there. It's like for an hour and a half, they do all the exfoliating, all the moisturizing, you name it. Um, anyway, they end up doing a, like a face massage, a scalp massage, and then hand and arm, which I just thought was like unreal. So I'm kind of waiting to hear how she does with that. If she likes it, then I might end up saving my money to treat myself a little bit later in the year. Um, and then as far as my father-in-law, cause again, he could also have whatever he wants, whenever he wants at the drop of a hat. Um, he's been through just so much trauma, um, in the past, like, Oh God, since I've known him really, it's just been like, one thing after another with him, as far as his health goes, um, without getting too crazy into it, he has had heart issues. Um, he's 
had multiple heart attacks. He's almost passed away on us a couple of times. Um, and then this past year, his, unfortunately his dog turned on him and almost killed him. Um, and it was just a whole other thing. And we're so grateful that he's still here. We're still all in shock and pretty confused by it, but his body, his mind, I can tell he has just probably hit his limit. Um, and I know he puts on like a really good face for everybody, but I just, I just thought, you know what? The best thing he could do is I think early in the year, earlier in the year, I had talked a little bit about going for a float. Um, and for those of you that don't know what that is, it's these, it's like a spa. So it's these places that you can go that have these big giant pods and they're filled with basically lukewarm water. It's supposed to be the same temperature as your body. Um, and then just like thousands of pounds of salt essentially. And what that does is no matter what, when you get in the water, you float, your whole body can float, your head floats, everything floats. You are just supposed to lay there and it's supposed to have tremendous, tremendous, um, positives for your mind, your body. Um, if you're somebody who suffers from depression or anxiety, if you're somebody that suffers, um, through different ailments, um, you know, just a lot of pain management, things like that. Um, it's something that's supposed to really, really help people. I myself tried it because I did some work for a spa downtown here in Calgary and I did a lot of their promotional photos. And as a result, they gave me some, some free spa sessions. So I did a few and I loved them. And I just thought, I couldn't think of another person that probably deserves to do something like that more than him. Um, probably a little confusing to open and see that gift certificate. I'm not sure where he's at. I hope he'll maybe give it a shot and just see if it's something for him. Cause I just think there's like really a lot of beneficial, um, positives to going ahead and doing that. So I hope he'll love that. And then of course, my son, we got concert tickets to Blink-182 <laughs> and judge me all you want. I don't care. We both love them. And, um, my stepdaughter, I mean, again, they both got spoiled tremendously. Um, her birthday is in the next week or so, and we're either going to, we're on the fence again, but we're probably going to do some more barrel racing lessons or we're going to do a trail ride. Cause I just think I don't know, spending this time and giving them those opportunities we don't always get to do is probably more important than just like another thing she can put on her shelf. So, um, that's where I'm thinking. That's how we kind of did our Christmas. It was uh, pretty relaxed. Otherwise we had some family come in, um, at my in-laws and we got to see a bunch of people we haven't seen in a long time, which was really great. So, um, yeah. Other than the regular family kind of dynamic, it went pretty well, I would say. And of course my husband got to be home, which I'm so grateful for. That was amazing to have him. And he's actually still home and leaves tomorrow morning. So I am just very, very grateful for, for everything that we have and everything that we received and just anybody who even thought of us to send us a card or send even a text or give us a call and say Merry Christmas. Um, again, I just, 
again, older I get, more cheese ball I get, and those things just matter the most to me. Um, so yeah, that's how our Christmas went. I hope yours went smoothly. Um, in case anyone saw my reel um, that I posted on Tuesday <laughs> was a super whoop whoop moment that I didn't have to deal with any drama. We didn't have to deal with bio mom um, or anything like that. Like there were no arguments. Um, my stepdaughter, you know, was even, you know, we've had some instances in the past where it's like, you know, it's a hard adjustment. And when you're the only granddaughter on one side of the family, you're pretty much used to getting whatever you want. So we've had some spoiled tendencies, I guess we will call them. And honestly, like she did really great this year. She was super appreciative. Um, she really took the time to think of a thoughtful gift for her brother, which was amazing. And it, it meant the world to him. And he did the same. And they promised each other because we didn't have her right on Christmas Day. We got to pick her up on December 26th instead. So um, yeah, the two of them waited for the 26th to open each other's gifts. And it was so cute. It was so precious. Like they were both excited to open it. They wanted to see each other's face. They were both just in awe because they both know each other so, so well. And they just knew that the other person would really, really enjoy that gift. And that's like, honestly, what counts to me is just like knowing the person and thinking, oh my gosh, they, they haven't even mentioned this gift before, but I know that they're going to love it. So that was something, um, that we did, uh, that we do every year, but this year it just seemed to hit hit harder for me. Um, and it was something that I just saw that it's been instilled every year, but this was the year that they both like really took the initiative to just make the other person stay, which I thought was really nice. Um, so the way we did it this year was, um, because we had my stepdaughter last year for Christmas. So this year it was her mom's turn. And so they had her for Christmas Eve, Christmas day. And then we did, we picked her up on the 26th and we had her all the way up until today, which is January 3rd. Um, and then she's still on break on Christmas break from school. So she has a whole other, I think week. Let's, yeah. Third. So she has another five days, I believe. Yeah. Till she has to go back to school. So we kind of just split the break pretty evenly. And then her mom's just going to keep her for an extra week on top of that. And then we'll kind of get back to normal mid January. So that's just how we did it this year. It's not really in the parenting order that that's how we have to do it, but that's how it made the most sense for everyone this year. And there were no complaints. It was really simple. It was my spouse kind of sent it to bio mom through text and it just worked and she was just cool with it. And you know, there's been many a year I hoped and prayed that it would go that way. Um, we used to have to be pretty sneaky about how we approached it to her because unless it came as her idea or it was her approach first, she usually shot it down. Um, she would get very controlling. She would get very like, she needs to be the one dictating. Um, even though we didn't look at it as, as a dictation at all, it was just like, Hey, we're bringing it up cause we need to know. So anyway, if you're out there and you're 
dreading, you know, late November, early December on that text of like, okay, we have to kind of figure out what's going on and, or we have the parenting order, but let's text them to confirm and make sure that these things are happening. And it's a fucking fight every year. Please, please, please hold out hope. It will happen. It does happen. Miracles freaking happen. It happened to me. It can happen to you. I promise. Like, it's possible. So don't just assume it's always going to be a shit show at Christmas because honestly, this was the absolute first year that it was completely stress-free as far as having to deal with that whole shit show. Um, it's doable. It's possible. I don't know how it happened. I don't know where it, what magically happened, what worlds collided that made it possible, but it can happen just hold out. I promise it can get better. Um, so yeah, that was it. It was great. Stress-free. I kind of don't know what to do with it. It's a little bit spooky, but here we are. Um, so then new year's happened. Um, new year's was also pretty chill. We watched a lot of hockey. We, of course we're in Canada. We watch a lot of hockey. The world juniors were on, which was great. Um, Canada's doing fairly well. They could be doing better, but they're still doing well. Um, what else? Oh, we made a lot of food. So of course, like most people, we went and got a lot of finger food. Um, I made some guacamole. We had some chips. We had fruit and veggie platters. Um, just a lot of picky things. We get the kids to kind of pick out what they would like to have. Um, and it was pretty, pretty great. Um, we were going up to a friend's house on our street to go watch the hockey game. Our kids opted to not go. So they stayed home together and played some games, played some video games, apparently did a lemon shot challenge, which was <laughs> besides the point. They had a great time. So we came back around 9.30, 10 and we made a big fire. We, you know, had the kids little juice. They may have tried a sip of champagne this year, which was pretty funny because they both thought it was disgusting. And yeah, we rang in the new year with a few friends and the children. And honestly, it was a good time. And so begins a new year. And I know, like, I usually set myself up with crazy expectations as far as resolutions go. Um, but the last couple of years, I've done things a little bit differently. Um, I tend to just, like, kind of just think of a couple words. A couple words that I would like to follow the next year of my life. Or maybe even the rest of my life going forward. Um, so those two words to me are present and strength. And if you are part of my email subscription online, I send out a weekly email. Um, you already know the one word was present. I would love to be more present as far as being with my family, being with my spouse and being with my kids because... I don't know what kind of a brain I have, but my brain works in mysterious ways. And I always have some, 
like probably five wheels just spinning. I think there's like five hamsters in there. The wheels are always spinning and I'm always thinking about the next thing. Even when I'm in the moment, if we're playing a board game, I'm thinking about what I need to do after this. I'm thinking about, okay, let's just get this game going. I spend some time with my family so I can work on the next thing. If I'm working, I'm like rushing through things, making sure I just like race through it so that I cannot feel guilty anymore so that I can get back with my kids. It's like, I'm never, I feel like I'm never fully in the moment. And maybe I need to give myself a little bit of grace because I do just like stack my plate really full all the time. And it's like a blessing and a curse. Like I love being busy. I love having projects. I love doing the damn thing all the damn time. But like, sometimes it's okay to just like not have so much on the plate. Maybe just one thing on my, on my plate, maybe just one little thing on my plate. Um, so I'm going to try to lessen what's on my plate so that I can be more present. Cause I know that's how I'm going to be able to solve my issue is just like not dedicating so much time to just like 15 different things in a day. And if there's a busy day, that's going to be a lot of like kid filled stuff. I think I'm just going to start saying, okay, you know what? You don't need to be as productive today because productivity is like super important to me. Um, so I think I'm just going to learn to say no to things and not over schedule myself for no fucking reason. Cause that's just, I feel, I feel like I'm a self-sabotager in a way. It's like the weirdest thing, but I don't want it to affect my kids. I don't want to, I don't want them to feel like I look at them and I'm not listening or I'm not taking in what they're saying or that they just like, can't come to me. Cause what's the point kind of thing. And they're getting to an age where it's like they're 14 and nine and you know, I want, I want to be their person. I want to be the person that they do come to. I want to be the person that they enjoy doing certain things with. And I'm not like lost in my phone or lost in whatever next thought is coming. So that is something that has been on my mind for a long time. And I feel like this year I, I just really need to practice it more often. And I know some shit is going to happen sometimes. I mean, I can only do so much. I'm one person. My spouse works away. You know, I run multiple businesses. I homeschool. I have friends. I have family that I stay connected to. There's going to be times where things overlap. There's going to be times where I'm not exactly present, where I do need to get to certain things, but I want to majority of the time be able to just be present, be in the moment, like shut off my phone. Maybe I leave it in a different room so I can't even hear it or think about it. That's the kind of person I want to be. So that is something I'm going to be practicing this year. Um, and then as far as strength goes, I don't want to lose a ton of weight. I don't want to be this skinny little thing. I want to feel strong. Um, and it's been crazy. Like, honestly, I am at, I don't own a scale. I don't have one in the house. Again, I think that's a blessing and a curse too, because I do feel like I've let things get a little bit out of control as far as my weight. Um, I do feel I don't know for sure. I'm sure I am. Besides my pregnancy, I feel like I am the biggest I have ever been. I think I've gained quite a bit of weight in the last six months. And again, I just blame a lot of that on 
disorganization and not being exactly ready for like the busy weeks ahead. So sometimes with the kids and their sports and stuff, I'm not always thinking ahead. Sometimes I have bought, you know, the frozen section of things because I just find it's easier. It's quick. We can just go, 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 go. But I know there are healthy things that I can have set aside instead on those busy days, instead of like making French fries or, you know, like putting in a frozen pizza or something like that. Like I can have a great salad set aside or there are recipes I can do on the days that are a little more chill that I can make and have a set aside ahead of time so that I don't have to. I do also have a slow cooker. Like there's really options and there's no reason I can't other than I'm just kind of being lazy and looking for the easiest way out. And it isn't the healthiest thing. So As far as my second word, strength, I do just want to be stronger. I want to be just more kind of put together. I just find myself feeling very weak. Um, For those of you that don't know, I'm also own a dog walking and boarding, pet boarding business. So I am walking all the time. I feel like my lower half of my body is great. It's strong. It's where I want things to be, but like, holy shit, my upper body. I'm like, I don't know if I told you, but my little puppy Millie, who's a little tiny chocolate lab in the summer, like I, I, I lifted her and she's the runt of the litter. She was little at the time. And I picked her up and I literally pulled my back muscle and my back's never been the same. And she was probably about 12 pounds then. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. So I need to be stronger. I want to be stronger. I want to be leaner. And I just want to put good things into my body. Um, And that's just kind of where I'm at. So I'm not going to like go on to you about how I'm going to make these things happen. I feel like they're going to be pretty touch and go. Um, But I just, you know, you hit a certain age where, again, Christmas was also my birthday. And I also turned 33. I turned 33 and it it gets me, I don't know. It's like every year you kind of get thinking a little differently and your priorities are just a little bit different. Um, For those of you that are just tuning in now, um, I did, my grandma is in heart failure right now. She's 94 years old and she's probably about the strongest woman I know. Um, She had 12 children. She has, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't even know how many grandchildren um, and how many great-grandchildren, but she is an amazing, an amazing woman. Um, I know most people say that about their grandparents, but she absolutely is. To me, there's no one like her. Um, And honestly, the, the hospital staff can't believe that she's still with us. Like, So she has been in the hospital twice in the past few months for her heart failure because she's have you know, she's struggling and she's getting older and things are starting to kind of, you know, wear out a little bit. Um, the second time she was in, she was still in on Christmas and, uh, she's home again already. And I just think that there's, there's just something about her that just exhibits nothing but strength to me. And I just, I want to follow in her footsteps. I want to be the kind of woman that she is. She's just, her husband died, you know, when I think her youngest was 
probably about 14. Um, and you know, she's just, she's done everything. She's done everything herself. She has raised quite the family. Um, all very outspoken, strong people. And she herself is so strong. And I don't think I realized it until I became an adult, became a mom myself, like how, just how strong she is. Um, and just in all honesty, I think I have just a greater appreciation and focus on my grandparents because they're, I think a lot of the reason I am who I am today. Um, yes, my parents were around. Yes, they were in my life. Yes, I lived with my parents, but I always, always gravitated more to my grandparents because I just thought they had so much wisdom. I appreciated it. I, I appreciate the skills that they've passed along. I appreciate the skills that go unnoticed. And I don't know. I just feel like at a point in their lives, because they realize that living so seriously doesn't make any sense, that they are the most funniest people I have ever met. Um, and I 100% owe my humor to my grandparents, mostly on my dad's side. But my my grandma, like on my mom's side, the one who's in the, had just got out of the hospital now, is she can have me in tears laughing so hard. She says some of the funniest shit. So, um, I want to be like her when I grow up. I just want to be strong, you know, sassy and still able to have a laugh when I'm 94. So that's just like where I want to be. Um, so yeah, I just think making some better choices, making some better choices would be the best thing in my life right now. So that is what I am going to do. So that being said, that's my little rant about my new year, new me, new year, new me stuff. Um, but here we are on the second topic. So raise your hand if you're a black sheep. My hand is literally up so high right now. Like I might lose it always been the black sheep of my family. I've always been very proud of it, to be honest. Um, I like being different. I like, you know, the fact that I have a different perspective and whatnot. Um, but I gotta say, as of recently, I have really been struggling with it. I've really been struggling with the fact that not only is it me, the black sheep of my family now, my spouse is also the black sheep of his. And obviously now it has trickled down to my children are also the black sheep. So for those of you that might not have heard the term before, I know most of you have, but the term black sheep historically refers to the recessive gene for black wool in sheep. Black wool cannot be dyed and therefore was worthless, making black sheep less desirable for, to farmers. Some researchers have abandoned that term because like we abandon every term and have renamed it with family member marginalization. Better well known as black sheep. I'm going to refer to that in this episode. So I'm, I'm sorry if anybody's offended in any type of way, but I just feel like it's kind of just the easiest way to, um, explain this. Um, so yeah, the reason I do bring it up is quite, quite literally, if I'm being honest, was just, I mean, this whole Christmas, this whole getting together with family, especially when you get, you know, 
all the siblings, all the cousins, the grandparents, the in-laws, you name it, everybody into the same room. Um, sometimes I just can't actually get over how different we are than most of the the family on my husband's side of the family. Um, and that's who we are around most often. And we've been struggling with it a little bit lately. Um, it would mean, I feel like we're a little less desirable. We are definitely the people in the family that are not communicated with, um, family decisions. We get left out of, um, even some type, some planning, like even there was one Thanksgiving where every, we always used to have it at my, my mother and father-in-laws and like a couple days before we're like, okay, so we're like going to be heading to your house. Like what time can we bring anything? And everybody was like, we're not having it at, you know, mom and dad's were having it at the sister's house. And we're like, what? Like we had no idea about this. And they all swore up and down. We were there when they had made this decision. It's like, we weren't. And that's not the first time that's kind of happened to us. There's also more instances of everybody bringing up a good time that was had recently. Um, something that happened on the farm. They took out the tractor. They were all gone on a tractor ride together. How funny it was. And we're like, yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, well, you guys were there. It's like, no, we weren't. Like, we are quite literally, I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but it's definitely, we are kind of the forgotten family members. Like, and I feel like that's also the case because we are so like laid back in the sense where it's like, we weren't invited to something. Well, we're not going to talk to you for another year because we are so offended. It's like, if we find out we weren't invited somewhere, we're just like, oh, ha ha go figure. That's funny. And we carry on with our lives. Right. But anyway, this whole thing has become a little bit more, um, prominent in our lives over the last, I would say couple years. Um, most recently because of mine and my spouse's engagement, my sister-in-law has also recently become engaged and that's wonderful. And we are so very happy for her and her spouse. And I just think it's wonderful. Um, that being said, it has been very, very noticeable that, um, as far as the family goes, the immediate family, um, ours is not priority. Our engagement is not priority. Um, it very much shows that theirs is, I mean, we cheers to the damn couple at Christmas. We cheers to them. There was no cheers to myself and my spouse. And not that we're people that really crave that attention. We don't need that, but it's, it's a little unnerving to notice it, to notice that people have kind of just gone out of their way to just like forget or put us on the back burner or not give any type of acknowledgement. Um, 
that's been a little bit funny um, to us. And I'm trying to understand it the best I can, because that's, again, how my brain works. I just want to understand why, why that would be a thing. Or maybe it's like, is there something I've done? Is there something you've done to my spouse? Um, but again, we're not the traditional type. We didn't do the whole like, oh my God, we're engaged post where I like have my hand in the air showing everybody my ring. Like we got engaged and we were just like, cool. And we kind of just like kept it to ourselves for a few days. And then, then, you know, we kind of sent our texts out or whatever to our friends and family, but that, that was it. Um, we don't need a huge show. And I know some people really enjoy that type of thing. And that's totally fine. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but that's just not us. But I feel like because that's the type of people that we are, we're being kind of like, I don't know, just like tossed aside a little bit because we don't do the traditional thing. Um, and that's just how that's just how it is. But I, I can't help but notice it's definitely trickled down to my kids. Um, not so much my stepdaughter because she kind of holds the title of being the first grandchild, being the first granddaughter. Daughters and girls in general in the family are definitely highly prioritized, whereas males are not. So unfortunately for my spouse being the middle child, who's also a boy, he was screwed right off the hop. Um, and he definitely struggles with the fact that, um, most of the time in his life, whether it's in his work life, whether it's in his relationship with me, whether it's, um, definitely in his family dynamic, he does not feel heard. He never, he never feels heard. Um, and you could listen to him all day and he still probably wouldn't feel hurt. Um, and I definitely know now where I used to take it fairly personal. Like, hey, no, I thought I, I, I don't remember you saying that or blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, he's just more hypersensitive to it because of his family dynamic. And I realize now for sure, like, I'm definitely more aware of the fact that, yeah, like he's not you know, he's not as prioritized and because he's a boy or because he's male, they're not as worried about him. They're, they don't take as much interest in his life. They don't, um, go out of their way to, um, give him attention. Um, he's kind of last on the list and not that he doesn't get any love or anything like that, but definitely he's like last on the list to be, needing anything from his parents. So that's definitely something that has unfortunately trickled down to our son as well. Um, and most recently, like I, this might sound, this might sound pretty bad and I'm not sitting here trying to like bash my in-laws because I do love my in-laws and they all have their, their things that I love about them. But I'm kind of like, wondering what the heck, or am I being too hypersensitive to this or what the heck's going on? But even as far as this holiday break, um, every grandchild was invited to go to a play. Um, they were going to do a whole day thing, um, breakfast, um, 
you know, dress up, do something nice and go out and see this play. So it was girls only. My son is the only boy. So he was the only grandchild to just like not be a part of this day, which I can kind of understand, but my son is like, he's homeschooled. We've been to our fair share of plays. He's not unfamiliar with plays and he just felt left out. He felt just like he was purposefully left out. Nothing was really explained to him by anybody um, as to why that was. Um, and he just felt really, I guess, like down and confused about it. So he did ask me like why his sister kind of got to go and why all the girls got to go and why like he would have really liked to have been part of it. And, you know, I was just like, well, you know, okay. I don't think they meant anything by it. I think it's really just one of those things where, it was just like a girl's day. And he was like, but why weren't you there? And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I didn't even notice like, that I wasn't a part of it, but that's just how it goes. And it was really kind of rubbed in his face a little bit. And yeah, I just, I was like, am I just being like super hypersensitive to it? Cause he's my son or is this just something where it's like, yep, just another thing that he's going to be left out of because he's just the black sheep, essentially. Um, I was, I'm definitely, and again, this isn't to just like call out his family. I'm definitely the black sheep in my family as well. Um, I am a lot like my father, but as far as like organization and you know, like anything to do with cleanliness. I'm not dirty. I have a clean house. I'm just nowhere near the amount of like clean that my sister and my parents are. Um, I was definitely the bull in the China shop. I was the forgetful one, the messy one, which was hard because I honestly just felt like I did my best and couldn't figure out why my parents were always freaking out at me. Um, like, I was like, I fucking, I don't know. I did my best. Like I dusted my room. Like, I don't know what you want, but it's like, I didn't move shit. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like do the whole thing. Cause I just like, I didn't prioritize it. Just like, wasn't something in my head that I was like, I better get this done. Right. Cause like I had better shit to do. Um, my sister was definitely the, that kid. And to this day, she has a beautiful immaculate house. She owns a cleaning company. Like it is in her to have things clean and it's just not in me. Um, I'm clean. I'm livable. I'm fairly organized, but I'm, I, I can't, I like, there's things at a place. There's things at a place all the time. I'm constantly moving stuff from one place to another. Um, you know, the most, the, probably the most frustrating thing about <laughs> sharing a room with me, my spouse would say is the fact that, yeah, I do the laundry. I'll do the laundry all day. I got it done. We don't have a ton of dirty laundry, but I can't put shit away to save my life. That's just who I am. I don't complete tasks. I do three quarters of it and then I move on. Um, and that's just how I roll. My Nana was definitely a saving grace for me. I just always felt at home with her. That's my dad's mom. Um, she's passed away now, but she was definitely just like, that's who I channeled. Um, I just love that she was who she was. She wore what was comfortable to her. And if I can think back to how she looked to me and she was in slippers, 
a bathing suit, shorts, and moccasins. And that's just how rad my Nana was. She was, she baked, she gardened, she met with her friends on a regular basis. She traveled, she prioritized her health. And she's just everything that I hope to be as a woman. And her presence has made me feel like less of a black sheep in my everyday home because I do feel like the older I get, the more like her I am. And it makes me so happy. And I hope that I can pass those traits along to my kids as well. Um, But with the combination of friends that I have growing up, that's where I was able to feel my connection and my place in the world. So like really when I was a kid, I don't think I really felt like such a black sheep. I didn't feel like I was super duper out of place. I did feel a little out of place, but like I didn't feel super alone in my life because I did have a lot of friends growing up um, through elementary school and through high school and things like that. So I did outsource that family feeling in a lot of avenues. I was in hockey teams. I had friends at school. I was in sports at school. I was in different clubs at school. So there was a lot of ways for me to make that connection. It's one thing I've been really good at doing my whole life is just finding connections from people, friends, neighbors, coworkers, you name it. I usually end up making, you know, some really deep friendships, which is great. So when I was about, oh God, how old was I? I left home when I was officially 16, but I moved away, away to a different province here in Canada when I was 17. So I moved out here with my ex. His family was out here, but it was like, we were pretty much like, on our own. Like we didn't really have people or a support system or anything like that. So of course, you know, you make those connections, we make friends, we find people that have also moved away from their families and stuff like that. And generally throughout the years, I would say for probably the first four or five years that I lived here, we didn't do a whole lot of family stuff because we just didn't have it. So we did what we called Black Sheep Christmas. And it was just a bunch of us who got together that didn't have family around. And we would do Black Sheep Thanksgiving, Black Sheep Christmas, um, birthdays, you name it. Because it was just like we, there was just no family. We didn't fit in. We didn't really want to go back to visit our families on those times because we just didn't fit in. So we just kind of did our own thing. And that's probably the first time since being a child that I really actually enjoyed those things because they weren't like, you just didn't feel so out of place. You felt at home even though you weren't at home. So how crazy is that? So it really does just go to show you that home is where the heart is. Home is where you feel most comfortable. I didn't feel so comfortable with my, with my immediate family all the time. And it has, you know, it has nothing to do with, you know, making them feel a certain way or whatever. It's literally just how I've always felt. Like I remember even like, as a child, like faking sick a few times. Cause I was just like, I don't want to go. I don't feel right. I don't feel like I fit in. I feel like I'm judged. I feel like just, I don't feel like I fit in there. So, um, yeah, it's just something that's always been that way for me. And honestly, when I moved away, when we would have these like black sheep Christmases, as we would call them, I just like finally felt like I fit in. And again, that kind of bleeds into my topic of being blended. 
um, blood doesn't always matter. You know, like we don't have to be blood related to be around each other or have people over for holidays or have people over for birthdays and big events. It doesn't always have to be blood. Like you can make your own family. And I feel like that's, again, where it kind of leads into being a stepmom. Um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of similarities in a way, if you really think about it. Um, we're often left out of important family decisions. Stepmoms do. Okay. I'm not saying all the time and I'm not like even, not even with my spouse, like obviously, but it's like with the other side of my stepdaughter's family, like I, I'm not a huge factor in their decision-making, if you know what I mean. Um, black sheep and stepmoms can feel lonely and isolated. Hello. Isn't that crazy? And feel judged and misunderstood. And they both need a support system outside of their immediate family. I couldn't find more similarities for these two things. Like it is absolutely crazy. So that is kind of my question. I want to know if you're a stepmom, maybe you're a stepdad and you're listening. Are you a black sheep as well? Are you a black sheep in your life, in your family? Is that something that is sim? Do you, I, I, I'm be really eager to see what the results are of that. Um, I will be putting a poll in my stories when this airs. So it will be airing January 4th. I'm going to put a poll in, in my stories to see if that is the case. Are you a stepmom who is also a black sheep? Because I would love to see if there are any similarities there. Self-proclaimed, of course, because I think a lot of us feel like we might not fit in totally as the years go on with our family. But um, I tried doing a little bit of research about it. I couldn't find any correlation. I couldn't find any um, articles that, you know, join the two things. But, you know, as I sit and ponder in my, in my mind, I can't help but wonder if those things maybe have to do, you know, if being the black sheep kind of brought you in the same direction of being a stepmom. I don't know. Just something I thought about anyway, but, uh, I was able to find a website, um, in a lot of my research here on how to survive being the black sheep. So if you just give me a minute on my trusty, trusty computer, I will find it for us. There it is. Okay. So here we are. So if you find yourself as the black sheep of your family, I'm about to give you some tidbits. So where did I find this? I find found this on www.writechangegrow.com. Um, that's W-R-I-T-E, change, C-H-A-N-G-E, grow, G-R-O-W.com. And then in there is an article, they do blogs and stuff on how to survive the black sheep of the family. So their first piece of advice is don't try to change anyone. As it turns out, this acceptance stuff is a two-way street. 
While you don't need to explain your choices, neither should you be condemning everyone else for theirs. Appreciate that other people also have the right to go about their lives as they see fit. As much as I have embraced not eating meat, I'm not trying to shove tofu down anyone else's throat. My family is free to eat whatever they want, just as I should be. So obviously this person who wrote this is a vegetarian or vegan. And so that's their feeling on it, which I can totally relate to as a black sheep and as a stepmom. So I think that's great. So the second one is understand that they may be trying to help. A lot of the time, family members are just trying to help. They may not necessarily be going about it the right way. Whilst they see it as helping and offering advice, on your side of the fence, it feels like criticism. It is important to recognize when the family is trying to help you. If you need their help, by all means, take it and thank them. Appreciate the fact that they offer their time and energy to assist you. Express your gratitude. If you don't need their help, politely thank them for offering, decline, and move on. Very, very cool. Very solid advice, I think. Um, I know I'm hypersensitive on being criticized because I feel like I was criticized my whole life. So anytime anybody kind of has like a little, you know, little tidbit on how I could maybe tweak or do something better or change something, I'm in like super defensive mode. And like, you must think I'm stupid or crazy or whatever. I suck at what I do when really they're actually just trying to help. So that's something I'm working on as well. I'm trying to be a little more uh, aware, self-aware, you might say. And the next one is don't tolerate being treated badly. If people start to criticize or make snide comments in your direction, politely nip it in the bud. Doesn't that sound easy when you say it like that? In reality, <coughs> excuse me, standing up for yourself can be difficult in certain family situations. Being outnumbered doesn't make it any easier. Hello. The trick, of course, is using an assertive manner and not a passive-aggressive one. Um, I went the passive-aggressive approach recently and I wouldn't recommend it. It just makes things worse. Timing is also a key component. Do you say something in the thick of a discussion or later when everything has calmed down? Both have their merit and both can cause issues if not used wisely or handled correctly. I've found the most useful tool is consistency. Every time someone says something that puts you down or criticizes you, politely tell them their behavior is not acceptable. Obviously, you briefly mention what the behavior is. Make sure you don't ramble, be brief, and to the point. No name-calling or being nasty. Well, we all know it can escalate pretty damn quickly. Um, but obviously, that doesn't help anybody. You need to do this each and every time they try to put you down. Eventually, they will stop or decrease this sort of inappropriate behavior. That's funny because that totally correlates with being a stepmom, too. Absolutely. With bio mom, maybe it's like bio grandma, who knows? But you have to set boundaries and you have to stand up for yourself. And if you don't, no one else is going to. You have to make those rules. You know what I mean? Same thing. Um, the next thing is have a support network outside of your family. If you're the black sheep of the family <coughs> or stepmom, haha, and struggle to fit in, you need to make sure you have a wonderful group of people where you do fit in. 
I would be lost without my girlfriends who get me. As much as family loves us and we love them, they can sometimes be more on the change or fix bandwagon than the live and let live one. Make sure you have a strong group of friends. I mean, to me, even not even just a group, at least have one person that might just like get you. You know what I mean? Um, and then we have another one. Love yourself just the way you are. Your biggest supporter should be you. Constant criticism can have you doubting yourself if you are not careful. Take a deep breath. Remember who you are and what you believe in. Sometimes that is the most important piece of advice we can totally get is just remembering who you are and what makes you you and just continuing on and everybody else can just fuck off. No, not really, but (laughs) that's how I feel sometimes. Remember, no one is better than anyone else. People with different lifestyles often want to convert you around to their way of thinking. For whatever reason, they think their way is better. Sometimes we need to be crystal clear with people about what it is we want and what makes us happy. Let people know that you are happy with your life. Yeah, because at the end of the day, are you hurting anybody? No. If you're happy, they'll see that you're happy and hopefully they'll just get off your back. Oh, this is, oh, this one's good. Embrace being the black sheep of the family. Didn't know you could super duper embrace it. I like who I am. My family might feel more comfortable if my lifestyle was more aligned with theirs. It wouldn't make me happy. I would be unhappy living their lifestyle just as they would be unhappy living mine. Celebrate what makes you different. Your differences make you open to amazing opportunities. Look upon being the black sheep of the family as an advantage, not a disability. Isn't that crazy? And I feel like that totally goes with being a stepmom as well. It's like sometimes when I think, oh man, it's like me and her mom are just two different people. Like we must be sending two different messages. And the mere fact of it is, is that we are, we are two different people and we are sending two different messages, but how lucky if we look at it in a positive spin, how lucky could she be to have two women who are completely different, but have two different paths or two different ways of looking at things that she can kind of look at both. And maybe she finds her own way of thinking of it. Maybe she takes her mom in one instance, maybe she takes mine in another, but she definitely has different perspectives, which I think, you know, in a way that makes her pretty lucky as well. So, Yeah, that is my whole tidbit on being the black sheep. I hope you found, I hope you found it. I don't know if you want to say educational, but maybe you feel a little more seen after listening to it. I know after coming across like multiple, multiple articles that I don't feel too terribly alone. Um, But again, I would like to know if you are a stepmom or stepdad, and also a black sheep and see if that just like correlates together. Cause I think that would be a really interesting topic too. Um, so I want to thank you again for listening to me ramble for an hour, almost an hour. Um, and I can't wait to 
be in your earbuds again, hopefully by next week. Um, I do have some guests that I have upcoming to be booked on the podcast. So I hope you'll be patient with me and continue to listen to my voice for the next couple of weeks until everybody gets on board here. So thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed and just remember I'm there with you. Thank you for listening to another mother podcast and being a part of our community. Remember, no matter how unique your situation, you are not alone. To be a part of the show, make episode topic suggestions, or to share your story, please email info at anothermotherpodcast.ca and make sure to follow at Another Mother Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and leave us a rating on your preferred podcast app if you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.